that time of week when you let your mind wander into the unknown. Join me, Russ, and the rest of the Six Ghost Hunters team as we discuss everything paranormal. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Facebook at Essex Ghost Hunters, Instagram at Essex Ghost Hunters, Twitter at ESX Ghost Hunters, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel Essex. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the podcast with myself, Russ and Joe. Hi Russ, good evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Are you ready for this episode? Yeah, good, it might good, be 10 good. minutes long, it might be 30 minutes long, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? So I just want to say a big, big thank you for everyone who's downloading every week, uh, joining us every week. Um, I really do appreciate it. So you're going to want to know what the podcast is this week, guys. And it's all about dream, dream, dreams as I want you. I don't know the rest of the words I do. Um, (laughs) 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 They great minds think alike, don't they? Yeah. Think Isn't it funny? There was there's several there were several pieces of music I could have chosen and I picked that one, Everly Brothers. And you started singing it. You didn't even know I had that, did you? No, no. no. <laughs> That's why I kept, I kept touching my phone because you know when you don't touch your phone, it goes into sleep mode. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna let it go in sleep mode because I want to be able to just push that play button quickly. <laughs> and you started singing that. I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, <laughs> This took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> what else? What else could you have sung though? Whatever dreams. Oh, dreams. dream lover. Um, dream lover. Oh, I can't remember them now. But when I was when I was um, thinking about it earlier, there was about five or six. But that one. Dreamer, I'm only but a dreamer. Six thousands, if you look. So just to recap, guys, we are talking about dreams. And they're a little bit of a link to our spiritual spirituality. Um, try and get that word out on a Sunday evening, eh? <laughs> so it's what we'll do is we'll just sort of just crack on with just as what I'll do first is I'll just go through a couple of dream states that we're all aware of, and then we'll discuss them as we go along. So one of the obvious dreams that everybody always has is daydreams. Okay, we all daydream. We all like to stand there and dream away and forget reality for a little bit. I should think there's a lot of that going on at this present time. We don't want to. We don't want to think what is going on in the actual world. So I think our daydreaming state has doubled in this time. It's, Go for it, Joe. It's like um, it's like a relaxation as well, isn't it? Mm. When when I daydream, you tend to just drift a bit, and if it, if you're in a stressful situation. Or mainly when you're in a board, when you're a bit bored, you, you go off and daydream, don't you? But we also you also link daydreaming to you have less awareness with your with your physical being. Okay, so when we say that, I think is what you said. You you can just let your mind wander. Yeah. So where we are at this moment in time, I think our minds are wandering 
double the amount of time. They say you roughly go between 70 to 120 minutes a day daydreaming. I would say within the last couple of months, it's been double. Yeah, and like we were saying, we were talking just before we went on air, um, I say to you that I have trouble meditating, but I find that with daydreaming, that's when I tend to spiritually connect really well because you tend to, um, although there's external noises outside, like cars going past or an aeroplane going over the top or people chattering in the distance, after a while with daydreaming, you tend to sort of block them out and that's when I find your spiritual connection can be really acute and focused. No, I, I, I actually do believe that. I think, I think a day for me, a daydream leads me into a spiritual conversation. Hmm. Because they do say that also it is where your deepest worries and concerns come from also in a daydream. You worry more in a daydream than you do at any other state of your consciousness, which I can understand. It would, you know, I can only go with, you know, my research into dreams. I know some of the guys who follow the Essex Ghost Hunters lives on our Facebook and YouTube channels that I did a whole uh, live on dreams. So I did a lot of research into dreams and the, the daydream is it's you, you disconnect from your sort of physical reality in good and in bad. Mm. So, and that's, I think, you know, why I say this, this, this specific dream, this daydream is probably the most poignant one of, of this sort of either the COVID-19 lockdown, uh, because there is a lot of people worrying about the whole situation and now you're, you're sort of coinciding that is a little bit of a daydream well i find that when i daydream and i'm not trying to be um, um the opposite on purpose it's just i find that when i daydream i worry less i sort of detach from from the the current situation and um go off on one so to speak um, but when we before before we came on air as well, well before a few days ago when you was talking about you know what subject do you want to do a podcast on, and you mentioned dreams, I must admit I didn't even think of daydreaming as a dream. But now you've brought it up, yeah, I, I do say it is, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have uh, you know put that down as a dream, but I would agree it is it is now. I think I think the word dream is when you sort of can. Is it, I suppose it's detaching us. It's detached from yourself. Is detached from the outside world. Yeah. Mm. So when you know, we'll move on to sort of the the next sort of dream because it, it all sort of ties in. Is is what they just call it a a normal dream state, a normal dream state. We all we all dream it. They're very random. We have all had random dreams. We all wake up and go. What the bloody hell did I just dream? But you know what? You say you say that you say they're random, but I I do believe that um, with dreams like you're saying, they, they come out a bit crazy, don't they? You think, wow, they are so crazy. But when do you not admit that when they when you do think of them as crazy, there's little bits inside that do make sense, and it's like the the subconscious mind and the conscious mind have sort of got put it all in a washing machine it's all got jumbled up 
And then when you're asleep, it tends to get put together again. And that forms the dream. And, and then if you do have the opportunity to wake up and remember it, which is very rare because I did read that 95% of dreams are forgotten. And only 5% of the dreams that you do have do get remembered. But the ones you do remember, they are so way out there and wacky, like you say, mm -hmm. it's probably a mixture of the subconscious and the, and the conscious mind. Well, they say you dream on average seven dreams a night. That's how many times you dream of a different dream. And as Joe said, you don't remember all of them. You don't remember. Well, as you say, I I'm totally with you, Joe, because I'll give you an example of the most wackiest dream that I've had. And if anyone can give me, I always like, I, when I do me teaching with the spiritual world to people, I always send to say, pay attention to your dreams. There's always a message somewhere within a dream. There is a book you can get that explains dreams, but whether it's accurate or not, I don't know. But go on. Well, the, if, okay, uh, let's, let's have a little a little test, Joe. See if you can pick me something from this dream, okay? Because it's a dream that has been with me for many years. I'll never forget it, all right? I've got to I'm work fishing. out the meaning. Yeah, I'm okay. fishing. Okay. I'm on a fishing lake. Nothing, nothing spooky about that. Nothing wrong. Bailiff comes up to me and goes, excuse me, sir, can I pay you money? So I pay him my money. He says, I just need to check if you're not using barbed hooks. So I said, yeah, no problem. And in mid-sentence, a diver comes up from the water <laughs> with my hook in his hand, takes off his mask. And he says, no. No, he's using barbed hooks. And the person who come up from diving was Rude Hullet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you can, if you can tell me, was it before you had the hair cut off, or before no, he had the long dreadlocked hair? <laughs> okay, and I say that normal dreams, and it says the 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 literally the meaning of a normal dream is random. And I can't, I, I still to this day, I had that call 15, 20 years ago. I've did never got this dream. Did it happen once? Once. And I, I, I don't remember dreams that often. But this one, I can never, ever forget. Well, all, all I can put a bit of logic to it is that you're, you don't tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's one point. Um, Possibly, but why rude it? I haven't got a clue. I haven't got a clue. Perhaps you always wanted him to sign for Arsenal or something. I, I, I don't know if it was. Um, it could have been where I watched a football match with him in it on the because you know parts of that does play what you watch and what yeah. you listen to or read. I think plays a big part in making up dreams. So I could yeah, have been. They were, they were great World Cups when he was playing, weren't they? It could have been. It, it could have been something something like that. I really don't know. And it's just been one of them dreams that have always, always sat with me. Yeah. Normal dreams. I wish I could re recollect all the dreams I've had because I've had quite a few strange ones. Um, I can't put any logic to them. But when, um, you know, when I was researching um, a few bits today about dreams, I, I did read stuff that made me think yeah i do believe that the the 
the two minds, the subconscious mind and the, the conscious mind that's that's working during the daytime. I think during the daytime, your conscious mind is taking all this information in. And then when you go to sleep, um, your subconscious mind starts to process it as well as your conscious mind as you wake. And that's when I think you get these crazy dreams that have got some sort of relevance and logic, but they've also got crazy stuff in there as well. But I don't understand why they have to be crazy anyway. Well, I always I say, I, I was always told by my wonderful teacher that once we've stopped dreaming, that means we've passed. You know, your dreams always be there. Yeah, because like you just said, um, most of your dreams forgotten. I can't remember the last time I had a dream, can you? I, I pretty much do remember all my dreams. But when was the last time you had a dream? Last night. Well, I can't, I can't even say last week. I'm pre- no, my, my dreams, are, I can normally wake up and if I'm quick enough off the gun, I remember a, I won't remember all my dreams. No. I remember a bit of a dream that I've had. Last night, I know I lost my car keys. That's it. Yeah. Um, I haven't lost them today. I've well, been one, out. One thing I did learn when I was doing a bit of research is that when you wake up during the REM, which is the rapid eye movement thing, you know when you you watch someone, or even um, your dog, bless him, he's gone now, bless him. Um, when you watch your pet's dream and other human beings like your friends or your partner's dream, you can see the, the eyes flickering underneath yep. the eyelids, and that is the rapid eye movement part of, of the dream state. And if you awaken during that period, you can actually remember the dream. And that's why I do say to people, which I don't even do myself, I should do what I do tell people to do, but I don't. I should keep a piece of paper next to my bed and write it down because there have been times when I have remembered them because I've come out during the REM stage and I should have written them down because I do. The weird thing is, although I can't remember the dream, I remember that I remembered the dream, if you know what I mean. And I remember yeah. it, and it was, and I remembered it was a good dream and I should have sort of, Written it down, and that's that's crazy. But, but I think I, I do think we should always write dreams down. I think you should get. A, I think anybody out there, I think no to this, get a dream diary, get a dream diary, or just a notebook. Leave it, yeah. and every morning wake up and hit yourself with a dream, and try and remember it. We'll move on to that. Is just normal dreams. Now we're moving on to lucid dreams. Now lucid dreams are the best ultimate freedom okay it is everything that you want in life or you choose or you you can absolutely you can also control these dreams so we've all had dreams where we've won the lottery and know the ultimate freedom okay it you can dream about absolutely everything but it is controlled by you you can control the lucid dream. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that a little bit, Joe. Well, no, what I was going to say is I, I, I did read about lucid dreams um, um, when I bought this book called Astral Projection, um, which is another um, stage from lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is normally the stage that people, if they want to astral project, 
they would start trying to lucid dream. And basically, like you say, it's a dream where you do actually become awake and and only a little bit, just enough to sort of think to yourself, okay, I'm awake, but I know I'm asleep. My eyes are shut. Right, okay. Now I've got to stay calm. Don't get excited. And then you can actually, like you say, you can actually control the dream. You can actually put different scenarios in. You can have fantasies, whether it be to do with money or women or all these sort of things. But they're fantasies. They're not reality. They're sort of, um, well, I, I don't know. That could be that I could be incorrect by that because um, I also read that lucid dream is another form of manifestation where you can actually manifest the reality we live in, you know, manifest your future. But lucid dreaming, I have tried to do, and I haven't been able to do it. Have you ever managed to do it, Russ? Yes, I, 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 I've, I've done a couple of astral projections. You have? Yes, yes. I, I when I was um, collecting a few lost souls, so to speak, um, I was, I was told to go and collect these by a person on this human plane. And I didn't really know how to do that. Did I know about this and forgotten about it or, or have you kept this um, I could, I could have, I could have, t- I could have mentioned it um, because I was, the, the souls that I had to go and see was from cash as well. So I probably would have spoke to you about it. Um, was that during, during the dark times? It could have been, could have, my, yeah, my. it could have been. Mm. Um, it was at my where I used to live. Not, I would not, I wasn't in the new property. Um, and when I spoke to a couple of people, they said the best way to do is astral project. So, as you said, you're that reality there, mm. and and that's where I was just about to sort of join your conversation a little bit and say my belief in elusive dream and the astral projection. Is it a possibility that we are on the spiritual plane? Hmm. Do we go to the spiritual plane? Well, astral projection, I do believe you do, but I'm not sure about lucid dreaming. It could I, be the same thing. Because my only term of it, you know, when I when I do did do my my research on dreams, it said the best for ultimate freedom. Now to me that sort of gives me a green light to do whatever i choose yeah so does that you know if i if my choosing my ultimate dream or my ultimate goal in my spiritual journey is to be side by side with the spirit in the spiritual realm then is that allowing me to do it at that time i like to believe it does You mean like at that present moment? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's not, it's not, don't get me wrong, guys. It's not something that I could just go and do like that. I've done it once. Have I done it within the last, what, four years? No. No, I can't just, I don't, I could I do it again? Possibly. But it was hard, hard work. And I can tell you now, the next day, I'd never felt so tired, even though 
I was asleep. So are you referring to astral projection or lucid dreaming? Well, I sort of are classing it all the same sort of thing. Mm. Because as you say, you go to it, you get into a lucid dream and you use the lucid dream to go into actual pro astral projection. Because I understood, I mean, I'm only sort of going by the information that I've collected from books and, and what I've read on the internet and that. And I was under the impression that a lucid dream was like, um, say you was dreaming, you was on holiday in Barbados on a beach and this lovely, attractive woman was coming along serving you drinks. And then with a lucid dream, you could imagine that she's sort of like took a shining to you and, you know, you ended up together and, no, without going into detail, you know, all this sort of thing. <laughs> I, you, actually controlling it to happen. Whereas I thought that was separate to astral projection, where astral projection, I thought, was where you actually do um, intend to go into the astral plane, which I've heard is a lower vibration than heaven or the fifth dimension is more like a place where there's a lot of dodgy stuff going on and mm. that's why astral projection is quite dangerous i've heard and that's probably another reason why i never actually achieved it because you've got to go into it i think with the intention to actually achieve it but subconsciously i was probably fearful of what could happen but that is i think is what you know when i say lucid dreaming it's mm. because i can control that it's all to do with control what you're dreaming or where you want to go. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Do, do I believe that the lucid dreaming part of it, because my, it says the best of ultimate freedom or it gives you that chance, you know, does it give me – so in theory, I, okay, I'll tell you how I did it. Right? So when I had a dream and I started to learn to control my dream, I visioned a door. So I got into my dream. I was sitting on a beach. Right, it was, and when I go to my happy place, I tell you now, I go to a beach in Hawaii, the blue sea, the little cliffs in front of you, and that's where I go. Okay, even when I do my meditation, and when I try and go to sleep to to control my dream. So I got there, and then I went. I've got this ultimate freedom. Now, I visioned that if I go through that door, I am now on the astral plane. So even though it may be a different brainwave or a different vibration, I've still used yeah. that lucid dream to get to my I say. my goal. Yeah. I, I say I, I use it at the, the, <coughs> up, the lucid dream loosely, so to speak. But... Sorry, I was just going to say, basically, you're saying that you're using the lucid dream as a vehicle to get to the astral projection. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because I can control that place. It's like another doorway you go through. I can see that clearly now, that what you what you mean now, and I would probably be inclined to totally agree with that. But to say that they're the same, I think they're – well, this is only my opinion, um, and I don't know what the reality is um, – they seem, it seems like lucid dreaming is like fantasies, you know, where you can control the fantasy, control the story, just like a Hollywood Hollywood movie, whereas the um, astral projection, I think, is a place where you can actually go that exists, but in a different dimension to this physical earth plane that we live in. 
I, I, I totally, I totally agree. I do. I totally agree with you there. I do. I, I used it as my doorway to that because I could control it. I yeah. could control my my sleep. This, you know, even though we're dreaming, it's almost controlling your sleep, isn't it? You know, if you're, you're there, you don't really want to wake up unless something really drastically disturbs you from outside, you know, a, a bang or a crash or whatever. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, um, when we started off talking about daydreaming and dr normal dreams and stuff, these are things that just actually, actually occur randomly. Yeah. Are you saying that when you um, wanted to lucid dream, you sort of, before you went to sleep, you consciously set up an intention? Yes. Went to sleep to do the lucid yeah. dream. When there's, there's certain, obviously, when you go to sleep or you're starting your process of sleeping, you you have different brain waves or brain patterns. So you start off with, you know, when you're sitting there, you're dozing, you start getting your info low. Yeah. That's your brain beginning to slowly come down. Hmm. Then you go to Delta. And that's your delta is that brain wave where we've all done it when you've stepped down the step and woke yourself up. Yeah. In your dream or you've tripped over or something like that. Just that point between delta and theta. Yeah. Slightly that the fine movement between them and theta is the actual dream state. When you're in your theta dream, that is where it is. Which is which is what I referred to, I think, as REM earlier, rapid yes. eye movement, which is when you're you're fully gone, you you're dreaming. Yeah. And then you obviously got alpha coming out the other side. Then when you're just about to wake up, beta comes into play. And that is when you get sleep paralysis. That's when sleep paralysis is quite um quite notorious to kick in. This is yeah. I researched that, um, and it said that the way it works is the body actually uh, blocks certain chemicals, such as um, I'm going to try and pronounce this: <laughs> norepinephrine, nor histamine, and serotonin. And yeah. apparently, these three chemicals are blocked um, during this. Uh, frequency that you mentioned i can't remember if it was alpha or beta or whatever it was um and that actually stops any muscles able to work in your body so you literally are paralyzed and that's why some people can wake up during this stage can't they and it can yeah. be quite scary and it's never happened to me but there's been several people friends of mine that have had it and it's quite scary to them because they are awake they can't move and a lot of um, it only it, it I've had it twice sleep paralysis twice I've never had it in this property mm. in my old property I had it and I tried to shout I could I, I was laying in my bed I could see the whole surrounding but I couldn't move and I couldn't shout. And I'm thinking, I can't shout. But the main thing was that it was the pressure 
of somebody pushing down on my chest. Yeah, I've heard this as well. But it's just because your muscles are not engaging properly. Yeah. It's the weight of your own. And I think our brains can't comprehend that. And I tell you now, it felt like I was in this dream for about an hour, but it only lasts for about 30 seconds. It's very short, but it seems like it goes on forever. And you get up or you can you go back to sleep or whatever happens. Yeah. And you wake up and you're in this I, I, I don't know, frustration, um, frightenedness, mm. don't know what's gone on. But the second time it happened, I, I was fully aware and I was like, I know what's happening, but don't worry about it. And then I sort of control sort of like a controlled motion of it. And then I was awake. But sleep paralysis is commonly mixed up with a demonic um, possession. So a lot of people that think, you know, they see this thing pushing down on their chest, trying to choke them, which I had. I'm not saying I was possessed by a, a, a demon or anything like that, guys. That's not what I'm saying, okay? It's not I do what think I'm saying. You are. <laughs> <laughs> My head starts spinning yeah. all the way around. Um, <laughs> I better not swear like she did. <laughs> but it that links to sort of like the that that beta is just that sleep paralysis moment. Is it linked to the demonic side? I'm not going to sit here and say isn't because obviously our brave vibe, our brave, our wave vibrations are vibrating at a different level. Are they vibrating at a demonic level? I don't know. Well, I tend to think that obviously this paralysis is, is just a natural human thing that has to happen because when you dream if you say you're um, in a dream where you're robbing a bank and all of a sudden the police turn up and you start to leg it off you're starting running and you're running like mad and you you sort of got something in your, in your hand where you're trying to beat people up or whatever keep yeah. them away from you you'd end up sort of flailing around and kicking your legs around and and that wouldn't be very good would it and that's why i think this has been put in place by god or the creator you know to sort of um ensure that when we do go into this dream state which we are supposed to do is to stop us from hurting ourselves or hurting others because that that makes me go on to this next thing that i wanted to tell you about was was um my dad my dad is notorious for um this not happening this sleep paralysis and it got to the stage where um, my mum and dad had to sleep separately. And the funny thing is, the similar thing happened to me when I was with um, my my ex-wife, as she is now, when I was married. And I used to dream, and I used to wake up in a bit of a sweat. And I know I'd had a, a dream, and I couldn't remember it. And then I'd turn over to my partner, and I'd say to her, crikey, that was a bit of a rough dream. She says, yeah, for you it might have been rough, but she said for me it was even worse. I was being he was beating me up basically. And this this was even worse for my dad, because my dad um he used to he used to kick my mum and dad 
my mum and dad used to keep my mum to death in bed. And it got to the stage where they had to split up and go into separate beds. So it's funny that, you know, you've got two sides of the coin. You've got the paralysis that you've been talking about, but you've also got the flip side of that where it doesn't kick in and people start dreaming and they're, they're flailing their legs and their arms about and, and God knows what else is happening. But that's that's obviously a disorder where these chemicals are not being blocked and they're allowed to. There's so many things because I, I do remember watching a program on telly about sleep and, it, you know, from there was – you know what you said there was violent there was um sexual yeah a lot of people suffer from sexual you know especially women su- suffer from you know the sexual the man being sexually wanting to sort of i won't say rape because i don't think it is but you know but that sexual urge in their dreams yeah. um from people actually going to pick up like weapons at the kitchen and when they, they do wake up they have no recollection of it whatsoever yeah yeah, and so, you know, where that fits within the dream state, you know, there is, you know, uh, it's got to, for me, for that to happen, you know, like sleepwalking and everything like that, I think you have to be in a very, very deep sleep. Yes, and, and as as you know, we because we're into spiritualism, you could sort of also um, suggest or come to the conclusion that, these dreams aren't fantasy and they are us, our spiritual bodies, leaving our physical body in that bed and going off and doing all these crazy things, mm. it, which it, it, I believe astral projection is. But talking about, you know, just referring to the, the other things, the lucid dreaming and, and the situation where you said people have done some nasty things to their partners in their bed, not realising it. It might be because they're that's what they're doing in their spiritual state. Mm. But this is all theory for me, anyway. Yes, yeah, it's. it's I, 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 we are we ever going to know? Do you know? It's one of the things. You know, we can all, all this, we can listen to all the scientific evidence and all that. But for me, dreams as a, a whole sort of word of dreams is linked to the spiritual world. Mm. I really do. I, I really do. That's why it is one of our podcast subjects. Because I, you know, we're the, we're the paranormal. I think the dream states are linked to our paranormal, to the paranormal being. And is it when we? I'll I, I come back to a question in a minute. We we'll crack on with just a, a couple, two more. We've got two more to discuss, and I'll come back to a question to you. Okay, on lucid dreaming. Yeah. All right. So we we'll go on to false awakenings. Okay. False awakening dreams. Now, these are repetition dreams, okay? Where, you you know, things go over and over. You have a repetitive dream. It's like a groundhog day, okay? And they're very, very vivid, okay? You remember everything about it. Do you think these have a purpose? I think it is. Uh, th- this They're called false awakenings. I don't see how that really links, but... Yes, I do. I think it's something that spirit is trying to tell us until we recognise it. Message. Yeah, until we acknowledge what it is. And once you've acknowledged it or addressed it, even if you don't believe in spiritualism or things like that, you have a dream and it's repetitive 
and then one day you go into work and you do that thing that you've been putting away for the last three weeks. As soon as you do it, you don't have that dream anymore. You don't that's have That's very interesting. That's how I see that sort of false awakening sort of scenario. I do it, it almost, I don't see why. I suppose I look for a little bit of logic in it. And I don't think I'd, I'd understand why you'd keep dreaming the same dream unless there wasn't a purpose to it. Unless there was a message that you had to do something. Yeah. It seems to be a waste of of something. Mm. If it was just there to have a repetitive dream, then it just it just doesn't make no sense to me. When you, said it, when you said it was called forced awakening, I thought you were going to say it's when people are, are, are woken up while they're in a dream and it can be quite dangerous. I thought you were going to go on to that sort of subject. Yeah, we we're always told not to wake us, you know, these these deep sleepers, sleepwalkers, or what. Yeah. You know. So is it is it is it that level of is it that level of dreaming? You know, where does the you know these the dreams that we've just spoken about of people mm. sort of getting violent or not knowing does that fall in that false awakening dream? Mm. Is it or is it a lucid dream or is it a normal dream? I, where that sits, I don't know. I don't know because it's it's where I wouldn't put it into a lucid dream because it says you can control. Why would you kick and lash out if you could control it? I don't. Yeah, and and I would I will say now that before before this podcast, I would say that um, there are two things: there are dreams which I think are fantasy that don't actually exist, and you're just making it up and. There are dreams like um, astral projection and that sort of stuff. I thought that they were two separate things. But now you've given your opinion on stuff and, and I've listened to everything. Who knows? It could all be all real in a spiritual. I, I, that, is, you know, that, is my, that is my belief on dreams. Mm. Um, you take it or leave it, guys, What like listening but I, I do believe there is a very strong link between a spiritual person and dreaming. You're making me now want to get a book on lucid dreaming now. <laughs> yeah. There's pl probably plenty out there, Joe. There's probably I've got a book on astral projection, and, and I'm going to probably start reading that as well. But there's been a few people out there that have said it's a bad, it's, it's a bit of a dodgy thing to do. But um, you know. When people tell me not to do something, sometimes it's some there's something inside me that makes me want to do it. Never say you never tell someone not to do anything because they will always go against it. It's just like on Captain Kirk's Enterprise. Don't press that red button. You yeah, always gonna press the red button. So yeah. wherever wherever there is good, as we've talked about, there's always bad. I've always spoken when I teach and talk to people, I always mention the word balance. Now, we move on to nightmares. Okay. Now, when researching nightmares and looking into it, it was a very heavily weighted research. And is all it is, is they tell me that children are more predominantly to nightmares. Um, I don't think I can really take that. No, um, 
I know that fact. Yeah, I I don't I generally don't I don't you know night terrors or whatever you you know whatever we choose to call them. Um, I don't sit on the fence with it's just children or predominantly children. I've suffered over the last couple of I'd say the last year with terrible nightmares. Yeah. But if 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 we're talking on a a level of where we have to discuss things, does my bad dreams or what I would call nightmares fall into a lucid dream or a normal dream? Well, surely a nightmare is just um, a bad dream, isn't it? So a lucid dream that's that's going really well is a nice dream, and a, a lucid dream that's quite horrific and scary and probably makes you wake up, you'd call that a nightmare. Yeah, so, so would I. Uh, as, I'm just trying to think, you know, and when I did look into, honestly, I did look into nightmares, and I couldn't really find too much on it, guys. I really couldn't. It was, a lot of them were telling me this is a kid sort of thing. It was a kid sort of, you know, do they have a, you know, I know we talk about children have more of a wider scope imagination to an adult, you know, for kids being massive when they're young, we're taught things, we're taught things, said not to do this, said not to do that. And it compresses the mind to where we are now. But I think with spiritual people that we reverse that. So we get, when we're a kid, we get our heads squashed with information that we, they're telling us to forget about. And we get to a certain point in life where we go, no, actually sod that. There is other things to think about. And we throw our minds back out again. This so is why, this is why I think children are very um, connected to spirit because they have it knocked it, they have it all knocked out of them. They're all yeah. talking, that'd be ridiculous. There isn't something in there, someone coming out the cupboard. There isn't your nan sitting on the end of the bed. It's nonsense. It's just your imagination. But I think it's a very parenty thing to do, isn't it? It is because a lot of people are frightened of it. It's the unknown. Yeah. Um. And that child will learn to close. I think you're absolutely right. That child will learn to close its mind down. The only but, reason they're probably suggesting that only children have nightmares is because when we have a bad dream, we wake up and think, oh, there's a logical reason, you know, it's just a dream, blah, blah, blah. Whereas a child, they're still having had it knocked out of them and they're waking up and they're thinking, my God, that was so real. You know, they haven't really got the... Um, you know, we can brush it aside as an adult, whereas a child, I don't think they can. Yeah, and it would, it's more probably they it'll play on their mind as well. Mm. You know, as much as I wake up in a in a hot sweat or in a bit of a panic, with a child, it's going to wake up crying, screaming, what, you know, can't necessarily comprehend what's gone on. You know, we can all sort of say, do we, do we just say sort of dreaming of someone dying? Is that, you know, I think some people would call that a nightmare. Mm. And there's things that I remember when I was a kid that I used to do and no one taught me to do them. It was like a good example was I used to think that something was coming out of the cupboard. I didn't get that from the television. Mm. I used to always check underneath my bed. Why did I do that? There's no reason for it. No one used to tell me stories about, you know, they wouldn't, I wouldn't get told stories at bedtime by my mum or dad or whoever. And, you know, there's a bogeyman coming out from under the bed or out of the cupboard. All these things that I used to do and be scared of, 
when I look back, there's probably a, a, a spiritual reason for, for it. Not necessarily a negative reason, just to, perhaps I did see things come out of the cupboard or from underneath the bed. But these weren't dreams. Mm. But, you know, like, like we was just saying, you just get it all knocked out of you, don't you? Because when you do wake up in the morning, as I remember, as a child, you used to tell your mum and dad these things. I said, oh, don't be ridiculous. And it gets knocked out of you. And that's why I think, I think that's probably why, you know, you've referred to nightmares as being for children. I don't think that is true at all. My dad has some, has some horrific nightmares. He does. Um, I keep telling him that he should probably write a book on them because they're quite vivid and quite descriptive. It's almost like a Stephen King novel. Yeah. But um, you're just lazy like me. but i can guarantee you sort of going you know from your childhood and nightmares including myself on this that if you don't believe in the boogeyman or anything but when you go to bed i bet you still tuck your feet in under your duvet or your duvet is your safe haven if you're in your duvet nothing can get you guaranteed (laughs) (laughs) it makes me remember when we was at the um Secret, not so secret, and I used to pretend that I had a bubble of um, spiritual protection around me. Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> well, you, you and Simon didn't. I, I say I, I'm quite happy. I can sleep anywhere, but I know you and Simon did not sleep in the bunker that first time we tried it. I know, and I had to be in the fetal position, which is where like your your legs are bent up and and sort of pushed up towards your backside. And I'd stay in that position all night because I was imagining I was in this sort of um, protective bubble. <laughs> Did you have your sleeping bag tucked over you as well? Sorry? Did you have your sleeping bag tucked over you as well? No, yeah, because you have to have a physical representation of the spiritual protective bubble. <laughs> I guarantee you now, there'll be people outside listening to this going, I always tuck my feet in. Tuck me the end of because you think the boogeyman, if he comes under the bed, he can't. That duvet is like salt to a slug. But do you know what? I do have moments of bravado when it's a really hot night and I stick my feet out and I think, are they all right out there? <laughs> it's a fear, though, isn't it? It's a fear that you're yeah. going to feel like someone touch your leg. Yeah. If you know you're in that bed on your own, the worst thing in the world is when your foot, you wake up and your foot, is out of the bed or hanging over the mattress. Well, look, we, we could go off on another podcast <laughs> because I could do experiences that I, I have had where people have touched me and your feet sticking out and stuff like that. But that's another that's another subject. Was that waking up from a dream or in a dream? No, that was just wide awake and um, hearing noises. You know, that was my early spiritual experience with the old hat man, the classic hat man, you know, with the tall black hat, waking up. Thinking there's someone in the room, touching touching parts of me, and um, yeah, but that's another subject, isn't it? It is another subject. So, is what we are really doing. We're going to start wrapping up now, guys. Is you know we've gone for our dreams and your dream states for you. If you've got any questions, once again, guys, send them over to info at Essex Ghost Hunters. Um, you can Facebook us, you can Instagram message us, Twitter us, whatever you choose. Um, I don't think I've got really much more to say to it. My, my belief is that our dreams, if you're having a daydream, a normal dream, a lucid dream, a false awakening or a nightmare, 
they are all linked somewhere to spirit. I'm yeah, I would agree that um, they are all linked to spirit and they all have a meaning. Um, even the ones that are a bit crazy, like we were talking about right at the beginning, I believe they probably aren't spiritual. They're more about the brain processing information from the previous day or days and mixing it all up with other stuff. But other than that, I do think that lucid dreaming and um, daydreaming and nightmares, they are, there is a spiritual connection there, definitely. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, you know, someone's got to tell me otherwise, but I'm. it'd be very hard to... You know me, I'm very opinionated, Joe, and when I've got something in my head, it's in my head. You'd be very hard to sway me off this this belief that dreams are linked to spirit. Mm. It would take some ballsy information. To be fair, I have just remembered a question that I just wanted to throw to you. Oh, yeah. I I I know it was ending, but it's just coming to me. Lucid dreams. Now, I'm going to throw it back. This might go on for another 10 minutes, guys, so just hang on, stay tight, all right? We're talking about the ultimate freedom in lucid dreams, yeah? Yeah. And we can control these dreams. Now, if you listen to our podcast a few weeks back, it'll be about extraterrestrials and aliens. Now, does lucid dreaming give us a pathway to the connection to the extra, you know, the extraterrestrials, if there's another dimension or the aliens, you know, we said, you know, you know, that we, if you've listened to our podcast, guys, go back, listen. But me and Joe believe there may be a certain link between um, extraterrestrials or aliens and spiritualism. So I'll just throw you to that, Joe. Um, <laughs> well, the most dreaming, we've already covered that. You can virtually do anything in them. But what, what, I don't see the link to extraterrestrials. Explain well, that again. If you've got the best, you've got the ultimate freedom. Yeah. Okay? So it's virtually giving you a free license to do whatever you choose to do within that dream. Well, I think that we as spiritual beings have got a free ability to do anything in the universe and go anywhere in the universe yeah, but, so you know but if we're in a dream state and we are beginning to learn to control our dreams yeah right now i use obviously as i spoke pre like in the early on in the podcast i open the door to my astral now do you think is if i could get there and open that door to the extraterrestrial side of it I just think the extraterrestrials are just spiritual beings. Like, no, not not well. That's another bloody podcast, that is because, um, yeah, I do believe that they are spiritual beings, but they have got more control over their spirituality than what we have. We seem to be locked into this this physical earth plane, and we're all sitting here like we was talking about astral projection just now. You know, the only time we seem to be getting that freedom, like you were saying, is by going into a sleep, going through the lucid dreaming stage, into astral projection. Then from that point onwards, we can go, from what I've heard, from what I've read, anywhere in the universe. Whereas the aliens or the extraterrestrials, whatever, whatever phraseology you want to use for them, 
they have that ability now. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, I, do. I just think they're on a higher advance. Because obviously we spoke about in uh, in the previous podcast to do with the extraterrestrials and all that. We spoke about a gentleman that you would, has the ability to call forward the extraterrestrials or the aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Now, could he be, for example, in a daydream-like state that is using a lucid dream brainwave? To connect them. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would agree with that. I, th- that, you know, I just think... Well, I think it, it, it tends to be people that have been abducted as well. It's so the... Sorry, you, I talked to have you then say again. So it, it, when you say that, that when they're, they're abducted, you know, most of the stories that you hear, okay, you get the odd one that's driving down the road and the beam of light buzzes him up or whatever. But yeah. a lot of them are from the bedroom. You know, from the bedroom. Yes. Yeah, I see, you, I see what you mean now. So in their yeah. lucid dream, because they've got this ultimate freedom, or, you know, you can dream whatever you choose and you can control it. Is that like um, a key? Yeah. You know, that is that state a key that connects the dots between you and the extraterrestrial life form, the aliens? So, so what you could you could actually say two things here. You could say, A, it's either people are imagining they're being abducted when they're just dreaming, or you could say that the dreaming is a process for them to communicate and yes. interact with extraterrestrial. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, that's that is. Well, I think I was. I think that is where I was trying to get. I see what you mean now. Yeah, and the funny thing is that when we do a podcast, it's always a link to another podcast, isn't there? Yeah. No, I say we will be definitely going. We will be revisiting the extraterrestrial link again because another team member has also got some strong um, beliefs and opinions on it. So me and Joe would really love to sort of question them. Um, him on the poll on the, that sort of side of things, so we, we may we may be looking at that in the next couple of weeks. Um, so that is where I was really going with that. I, I this lucid dream, this lucid dreaming has got me now thinking really outside the box. Yeah, I think it's more spiritualism than, than fantasy dreaming, yes, because it's it, it's just the words that wire it the best ultimate freedom you can control that if you're giving me freedom that's giving me the ability to do whatever i choose in my dream but then they could mean freedom in a fantasy world rather yeah. than in a natural reality but, but either way you know what what is a fantasy world do you know what, what i mean we, we, exactly. we can you know for me a fantasy is dragons dungeons and you know, climbing amethyst mountains. Mm. But we don't know what planets are out there that consists of dragons and... Amethyst. Amethyst. You know, amethyst is in our country, but you know yeah. what I mean? You know, we don't know what is on these other... You know, there could be dragon-like creatures. Who knows? Who knows, guys? Mm. Um, and that's why we sort of have these podcasts, just to chat for an hour. And chuck it out there, and hopefully people will put yeah. questions to us. Definitely. Give us some answers that we aren't sure of. 
Yeah, throw them at us, guys. Whatever you do, throw them at us. You've got all the links and all that. Um, but no, we will wrap up now. We will not ask any more questions because we will carry on going and on and on and on. So I will say my goodbyes, guys. Thank you ever so much for downloading this episode. We will seize you next week. Okay, so that's goodbye for me. Yeah, thanks for listening. And thanks, Russ. And see you later, guys. Bye.